podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. The Whistleblowers is back for the season by Labrooks. Welcome to another Whistleblowers. My name's Stuart Wright, and today I've got with me Arsenal's Simon Young. Hello, Simon. Hello there. And I've got um, Giles Borg, a confused man, part Oxford, part Chelsea. Yeah. He's, uh, he's a film director, and I was looking at Chelsea's roster. Mm-hmm. If, I say, if I say these three names, Simon, what order would you put them in? Guy Ritchie, Dickie Attenborough, Giles Borg. Oh, that's a good question, that is. <laughs> What links is like pointless or something? No, uh, well, I'm sure I'm sure Giles has supported Chelsea as long as Guy Ritchie, but probably not as long as Richard Attenborough. No, he's done as long as Dicky. No. Okay. This season we've teamed up with Labrooks and we'll be bringing you plenty of specials. Our first is bet five pound get twenty pound. This means if you deposit five, Labrooks will add another twenty to your account. As a listener to this podcast, you can get this by following the link at bet.thewhistleblowers.net. Labrooks bought me new shoes, you know. Did they? Yeah, Spanish Prince, 20 to 1. Thank you very much. My first ever bet. It was brilliant. Never look back. I never have any look like that. But I've got nice shoes, so I'll, I'll be all right. So, uh, before we get into the Premier League, let's, let's, let's mine your, uh, mm-hmm. your Oxford United scene for a second. Oh, yeah. What a wonderful result. I think your Fabulous. gaffer says the best 45 minutes he's seen you play yeah, in that 4-1 yeah. win over Peterborough. I mean, I have to say, I, I wasn't there. I didn't see it. It was away, Peterborough. I always find I never trust Peterborough. You know something about him, Darren Darren Ferguson. He doesn't look like a manager. I always think he I looks, think it's the gene pool. Do you think so? He just he looks like he's going to try and sell you a timeshare or something. I never. I've always had a bit unsure about Peterborough. Darren Ferguson. Yeah, he's not there now though, is he? Is he not? I don't know. Yeah. Well, when he was there, anyway. Well, so let's I'm, not dwell I'm, on that. I've never trusted them. Um, yeah, the mighty yellows. Yeah. Uh, after a few losses, getting a little bit Four worried. back-to-back, I think. Four back-to-back, yeah. So it's hilarious. You go on Twitter and it's like, pep out, pep out, pep in, pep in, pep out. You know what it's like. Mm. Uh, but, you know, we've gone from being terrible to brilliant again. I'm hoping it was just a little blip. And now things are back on course. I think it's made some interesting signings. The football's nice. He's hoping it's the start of better things. So you've got your own pep. Yes. It is quite funny, isn't it? <laughs> Because the, the, we, think, we think the Football League has been... Last week we had uh, Scott Murray on, who's written a book called The Title, and we were kind of lamenting the sort of loss of sort of British names and faces, in, and certainly in management, and, and certainly Scottish players coming to the league. But like at the level Oxford are playing at, and we're now talking about foreign managers. It's a changing face of, of English and British football. Bringing in lots of foreign players mm. as well. You know, it's really interesting that he's, he's getting in the Swedish players and all these all coming through, now playing in... Well, it's effectively the third division, if we're being honest, really, isn't it? Mm, no, totally. Now, Arsenal, Simon. Um, when, I, when, I, when I was looking at the league at, at Bank Holiday Monday, Arsenal got battered 4-0 by Liverpool. And Arsenal were written off. The very, the very sort of maligned, much maligned, sorry, Arsene Wenger was not smiling. Well, this weekend... The happy smiley face of uh, Arsene Wenger's back, and I think the league's better for it. I like a relaxed Arsene Wenger at a post-match press conference. <laughs> He's got such a smiley face, he hasn't he? He's much better when he smiles than when he uh, when he <laughs> frowns. Um, yeah, we haven't conceded a goal since then. So what's changed? What, what uh, have you been doing right? Well, number one, the opposition. <laughs> Although I, uh, it's, it's funny that Liverpool, uh, the Liverpool of that day, haven't been seen since either. So uh, it's our sort of biannual thrashing away at a big team. Uh, mm. Had to get that out of the way. 
just then the only way's up after that, really, isn't it? And uh, who, who's been, who have been the stars to emerge then in, in this good run? Any new names for, for people to hear? Well, Lacazette obviously has uh, has a tendency to score in our home games. He looks pretty sharp. He's kind of Ian Wright reincarnated. Uh, in some ways, small guy, penguin feet, but uh, belts the ball pretty hard. He's settled, isn't he? He doesn't look like yeah. a man who's trying to find no, the Premier League. Not at all. And uh, oh, Nacho Monreal, pretty handy player. Yeah. Scores goals, goal line clearances, unsung hero, I think. Uh, but yeah, I think um, it's always good to get Alexis Sanchez back on the pitch as, mu- as much as possible. Is, is, he, is he as happy as Coutinho at Liverpool? Is, is he wanting to be there? Think, is he playing for his shirt now? Or? He just, I think once he gets on the pitch, he doesn't really think twice about it. He, he wants to do everything. Takes corners, throw-ins, goal kicks. He's all over the pitch. You know, He passes to himself half the time. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of bruised shins from the shots that he takes from anywhere and everywhere. But uh, obviously, he's a class above most people in the league. Mm. There's only sort of about five players in that sort of bracket, I'd say. World class. Is he is he is he finding sort of any synchronicity with with Lacazette? I think it's a bit early to say yet. Uh, I think they've only really played one or two games together yet so far. We haven't seen Özil with those that pair yet either. Oh right, yeah. Um, is it because you got rid of Oxlade Chamberlain? Is he like the black spot you gave him to live? Well, there are there are quite a few players in the Arsenal squad that are just holding up the progress of players elsewhere in the world who could come to Arsenal and, and probably improve the team. And uh, one of them had to go, you know, your Walcotts, your Ramseys, you know, yeah. the sort of promising players that never quite deliver. And it may as well have been Oxlade-Chamberlain, really. And you're £40 million richer. I'm not sure what he's brought to Liverpool yet. Well, he's, uh... he's, he's in his favourite position, which is on the bench. What's that? <laughs> What's that? <laughs> I'm going to Liverpool to, to be the midfield, central midfield general. No, you're not, you're not going to go anywhere and get that. <laughs> you know, he's quite a good winger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe not on the left wing, which is where he played last time for us. Or no, he played right wing. Bellerin was left. But um, yeah, decent player. But you know, it was like that conversation went. He had the offer from Chelsea. It looked like it was all lined up. Last minute, changed his mind. Ends up somewhere completely different. A bit like yeah, when he's can, on the pitch. Can I say thank you for that as well? We didn't want him. It's a bit like when he's on the pitch. Yeah. He's, he's got it all lined up and makes the wrong decision. Bang! It's Rosehead. Yeah, he's not. Uh, he's he's certainly. Uh, Lifted something off the back of Arsenal, hasn't he? But I know it's not all down to him, but... Well, I mean, I wish him well. He's always a nice guy, but um, it's strange that he would, not only did we offer him more money than he's getting now, mm. but he's, you know, I guess... I don't know. It's weird, isn't it? Cause, he cause hasn't been guaranteed four, to start in place anywhere. Four years ago, he was the future, wasn't he? Mm. He was amazing. We've Everyone got a lot of those at Arsenal. Yeah, uh, yeah. Walcott yeah. is like 11 years of the future. He's 28 yeah, when, now. When, when he first broke through to the team, I was doing, I was working at a company doing lots of red carpet stuff for film premieres, and he mm. was the one person guaranteed to turn to everything. It's really and weird. Pol- yeah. Be very polite while he's there. Oh, sure. super polite, yeah. yeah. So, um, Chelsea Man City was the big game of the weekend. It as was it indeed, were. yeah. And it was somewhat after the uh, after the Lord's Mayor show because before we go into that game, let's recollect how Chelsea went on in the in the Champions League. Yeah, it was amazing, wasn't it? Um, I mean, it really cheered me up because so many times I've been frustrated with Chelsea in Europe mm-hmm. um, because we have a tendency to 
look at it and I was like, oh my God, we're in a terrible situation here. We've got to just sit here and defend and we'll get through and we'll, we'll get a nil-nil draw or a one-all or we might nick a one-nil or something like that. And mm. it'll That's be how fantastic. you won the Champions League, though. Well, exactly. There is that. <laughs> and I remember, but the, the one that really got me is after we were champions of Europe, uh, the next season when we were in there and we were suddenly playing this super defensive football again I thought but we're champions of Europe what are we you know we can't be doing this sitting back and trying mm. to just defend so, so which manager it, would that have been uh, that would be Di Matteo again that was when that was when I kind of thought Robbie you may have to go mm. you know if, but it was if, a ferocious game wasn't it I it was go. fantastic and it because this is what I've been wanting for ages and this is why I like Conte so much because mm. I remember his Juventus when they came to the bridge and then when they destroyed us away and that's how he played I thought this is fantastic I mean, you know we looked just brilliant I mean it was such a thrilling game even if you hate Chelsea it was just a, a thrilling match to watch Atletico they're no mugs are they no well him and Simeone are kind of like the, the two kind of steeliest personalities you like to see on a on the sideline this yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They really? And it was also... The pair of them kick each ball, don't they? Oh, God, doesn't he? I know, yeah. I mean, the pair it, of them do, don't they? And it was also massively worth it for, for, for seeing Diego sat in the stands with his head in his hands at the end, wondering how that happened. Well, well we did the same, but yeah. Yeah, so, so it was... Um, it was a... Was it a surprise to get the win at the end for you? Or did you, yeah, th- did I mean, you feel like that was coming for well, you? Well, no, absolutely. No, I mean, I, I thought it was justified, but it's always a surprise. Mm. You know, always a surprise. Uh, it, that's the joy of football, isn't it? When you nick a, mm. nick, the eternal nick pessimism a of the support. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Every, every no one time, goes anywhere saying we're going to win this. No, exactly. I was talking to someone about this the other day. So every time you get a corner against you, you think, oh, they're going to fucking score now, aren't they? Every mm. time you get a corner... We're not even going to clear the first man, are we? It's, no. it's amazing, isn't it? We're always seeing the worst. So, yeah, I, th- I, I was glad of one all in that game. Mm. And then we nick it in the very last kick of the game. So, fantastic. Goal, though, oh, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, having Hazard back is going to... That's going to make a huge difference, yeah. Sh- shouldn't it have made more difference against City as well? But then you, Morata went off really early... It was tricky with the Morata one because, I mean, there's been a lot of complaints from him not bringing on um, Batshuayi, mm. Batman on... Just hold that thought for a second. Oh, okay. Let's yeah. go for a break. Oh, okay. The Whistleblowers is back for the season by Labrooks. Right, back uh, back into the uh, the City uh, City Chelsea game. Yes. When when the when in the run up to the game you had Aguero out. Mm-hmm. Which you must have been rubbing your hands. Oh, with lovely! Glee. Yeah, yeah. You know that guy nice. can score a goal. God bless uh, that taxi driver. And then Karma, Karma came round and bit you with uh, Morata going off. It was the first half, wasn't it? Wasn't yeah, it? it was. I mean, it wasn't long in. It was like thirteen, fourteen minutes or something. That was and really early. How long is he going to be out for? Two to eight weeks, apparently. Ooh. You're hoping two. Oh. I was going to say you two know, to we... eight weeks sounds like eight, doesn't it? Well, you see, I'm hoping two. I mean, international break, two weeks. That's all right. We could deal with that, but eight weeks would be terrible. So, what was it? What did City do right at Chelsea? Uh, oh, it's always hard to say, isn't it? Because you, when you watch, all right, game, what you did just Chelsea watch, do wrong? Yeah, well, all right, okay. I'll tell you much easier because you watch your own side, don't you? It's far yeah, less yeah. often you watch the opposition. Um, well, there's been a lot of criticism for not bringing on Batshuayi earlier on, mm-hmm. uh, not least for Mister Young to my right here, sticking Hazard up front. He's not yeah, number nine. But, is well, he? the reason is uh, Batshuayi. For those of us who've seen him a lot, uh, he's all right, but do you know the ball does not stick to him. He cannot hold the ball up very well. Maybe he'll get better at it, but that's not what he's there for. And given that we were getting over a run in midfield, the chance of sticking someone up front who's not going to hold the ball up didn't seem a lot of sense. So I completely got putting William on and trying to take over midfield a bit more. The problem for me was uh, our wing-backs. They were sat so deep, whether City were pushing them back or they were getting nervous, I don't know. But we're playing five at the back. 
So City just had the run in midfield. So it was it was just painful. But we got beat by the better side on the day. So some ama- I mean, there were some amazing stats out of the game. You say that, that they dominated. Oh, don't the stats were awful. No, I know. I was, saw you, them. You, you, you had like the ball uh, for for a home team is quite amazing. For- we were just being kind. We thought we'd let them have a little bit of a laugh, as we did the double over them last season. We thought let them have a kick about, give them the one goal from good old Kevin De Bruyne. We sold them as well. You know, we've given them everything. But I thought I must admit I don't know what you saw of it, Simon. But I sort of caught a bit of the game, and and City looked. Like they were purring. They didn't. They weren't exactly going hell for leather either. It was just. Well, they like, only, they just, only got the one goal, but there was a couple of couple of good saves and a couple of clearances. In, in fairness, when we beat them last season twice, mm. they could easily have won both those games as well. Mm. So, you know, horses for courses. Now at the, at the same end of the of the league, we've got um, Manchester United across across Manchester, who are who are quietly. Just accruing the points, aren't they? they, they mm. I mean, they're, they're, they're scoring goals. So, I mean, I guess they're free scoring for, for, in, in the same way that City are. But I don't think they got out of second gear to use, a, you know, use the football cliche against Palace. They were like just toyed with them. Didn't need to. No, no. no. Palace are woeful, aren't they? I was looking at the table today, uh, and I was thinking that table. A couple of things I'd swap. I'd swap Chelsea and Tottenham round for fourth and third. Yeah. And I'd take Bournemouth out the bottom three and replace them with Brighton. Beyond that, I, pr- I reckon... Are you a dictator? That's pretty much... I said, yeah, I am. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm a film director. Of course I'm a dictator. Um, I reckon that's pretty much, I reckon, how the, the table will look at the end of the season. City top, United second, Chelsea third, Tottenham fourth, Arsenal fifth, Liverpool seventh. Wow. Do you see that sound? It's written off Liverpool and Arsenal. Then. Yeah. Let's... Uh, let's- Let's go down to our favourite bookmakers now. And yeah, yeah, why not? Why not? I know you didn't get your prediction in last, last time you were on, did you, Charles? You've just given us it now. I didn't. You've, and I, I, pre- I, I, I predicted Chelsea 2, Atletico 1, and City 1, Chelsea 0, I believe. Well, did let's I? see United when they're playing someone <laughs> who's, you know, a team from the top half of the table. No, I, I, I agree, that but they're a Mourinho team. You know, we're not they're like, they, they grind things out. It's what they've been doing. Where this, this, Sometimes it's not pretty. They've got Lukaku, looks terrifying. Rashford's doing it a bit more. Mm. Matter's still wonderful. That Valencia goal the other day. Oh, my God. Didn't my know he could do that. Ever. Oh, it was just <laughs> beautiful, beautiful, wasn't it? In the rain. Oh I mean, my God. So at the other end of the ruthlessness scale is Liverpool. Yeah. Um, who, who, after the, uh, the Arsenal result we were talking about earlier, seem to have decided they're just going to get lots of chances, but think, well, there'll be another one soon, so I don't have to score this one. And it seems to have bitten them quite hard. Um, the game against Newcastle was a lot of huff and puff. Mm. And in a way, having, having watched Rafa do this to other teams, certainly away in Europe, Liverpool got Rafford, as it were. I mean, Should have seen that coming, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he was like, there was a solid bunch of eight people between Liverpool and the goal. And they were going, you can run down the wings for your blue in the face if you want, but you ain't getting the ball in the middle. Yeah. See, I, what I'd read out say about Liverpool is that every single football commentator, people who know far more about football than I do, has spent the last six months since their last season going, Liverpool need to sort their defence out. Mm. And he has just sat there and chased wingers and midfielders. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And you think, is he, does he not read any of these things? Does he not say anything? Or does he think, no, I've got it all in hand. It's all fine. It's all sorted. But I, I, think, I think the system works... Because if if you if you took if you took apart the the, the pieces of Man City, I went. What's the defence? Mm. Certainly, the centre of it is not the greatest thing on earth, but it functions within the system. And I think Liverpool's system 
is working to a point, and it is about attack, not mm. about defence. And if the attack bit fails, then the, the vulnerability you've sacrificed... Yeah, I don't, is, th- I don't think you can do that. You can't just do that, we're going to score one more goal than you for the whole season. No, but I think, I, think there's, I think there's a game in which when you start to score, you demoralise the other team. So if you take advantage of your attacking prowess, yeah. you pummel the team. Or you could just spend a bit of time sorting your defence out as no, well. No, I, I admit that's it. I'm just... You can keep the attack, that's fine. You're not changing how the defence is. Just buy some best defenders and you know work with them a bit more on the pitch. Well, I was going to say, the opposite of uh, the Arsene Wenger smile that's back is looking at a forlorn Klopp, is, it's not a pleasant sight. I mean, he's, he's antagonistic at the best of times. I think but it's hilarious. Don't be like that, yeah. Giles. Schadenfreude. <laughs> <laughs> Don't, nobody uh, pretend that it's not an important part of the game. It is, it, it's because he's it's a mean, massive he's, part of the game. Mm. He's upbeat and and he's never he's never been aggressive. And he's always talked about Liverpool, but looking at him right now, you can see he's going. Everything's right about what's going on, apart from the goal bit. But and, he's known that for everyone's known that. My mother, who doesn't know anything about football, knows that. How come he doesn't know that? Now. One of the things that's come out of this week is about the, the and it's a traditional thing, and we're quite early, I think, on this one is the is the notion of the fixture pileups. Mm. In uh, on the one hand, you've got Chelsea who had twenty four hours less than Man City to prepare for a key fixture yeah. in the Premier League, and then Klopp mentioning that um, that it doesn't really seem right that you should be playing on Christmas Eve and Boxing Day. Oh, now, now there's now there's the there is the Christmas Eve is special argument, which I don't think is what he's making. I think it's more the forty-eight hours between playing on Christmas Eve and playing on Boxing Day. If Liverpool were playing, is he on not the tw- making that because I would make the special one. Well, you I mean, tell, just, tell me the special argument. Well, then. okay, for, for start Christmas Eve should be about sitting home watching Tom and Jerry, followed by the box of lights, followed by drinking liqueurs. That's what Christmas Eve is about. Okay, but also when is it? A four o'clock kickoff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Liverpool. So you're going to finish at what half? Uh, six. Yeah, you'll be the, you'll be you'll be in North London. Yeah, and you now want to get back to Liverpool on Christmas Eve. Yeah, no. When plus, the rest of London's well, trying well, to get when off. every seat on every chain was probably booked six yeah. months ago. Plus, yeah. plus, it's for going out and buying presents because you forgot to buy anything and you haven't had any time. You know, no, Christmas Eve, Christmas Boxing Day. I've had enough of my family. I'm sick of them. I'd like to go outside and, and, and watch a football sick game. Of you as well. Mainly, they're sick of me. Yeah. It's quite true. Um, that's why they always buy me tickets. And they're usually, as I said, a local derby. Yeah, which is a so bit kinder. Fine. So I actually, Chris, I think the Christmas ones. Shocking! No, Christmas Eve, Christmas Eve, it's got nothing to do with football. But I, I don't normally have a again, lot of time. Yeah, don't go signing contracts with Sky for thirty three well, million there you go. per season yeah, there per you club, go. Yep. or whatever the amount is, without reading the small print yeah. which says we can make you play we every single devil. day of the week yeah. if we want to. No, I must admit there is the, the, there is a lot of the comments I've, I've sort of I've read that is Klopp should be selling his club this that the contracts they're signing up to is making it difficult for him to manage, mm-hmm. not. Yeah, because they're really going to worry about that, aren't they? <laughs> Do it better. That's all they're going to say. <laughs> but I, I don't normally have a lot of time with this kind of, the pile up thing. Yeah, I know people get. Did you tired, feel it on Saturday? Or did you think that you I were? You absolutely, were, you were massively did. Massively did. They looked hazard especially. Just looked knackered. Looked a little bit because you think okay, they, they they flew back. They got back what Thursday morning, Thursday morning. So they're not going to do much training Thursday afternoon. They are get they? back right? like four in the morning. So like, so so okay, but they're not going to do no, a no, lot on, on Thursday. Wednesday, we we're the ones who got back at four in the morning. And then played we, Sunday. We, we were Wednesday as well. 
Yeah. We were Thursday, remember, Europa League now. Oh, yeah, you were Thursday, yes, even worse. Yeah, but so what are you going to do? When are you going to go on the pitch and start working on how yeah. you're going to do? So you're going to get Friday. You've got one day to go and say to every player, OK, here's what the plan's going to be. You're going to do this, you're going to go here, you're going to do this, you're going to... Oh, that's not enough time. Could have talked about it on the plane on the way back. That's what you should have done, probably. Rather than sitting there watching Both. Alien Covenant or whatever they probably did, yeah. I mean, that was that was part of what Klopp was saying, was it? This, he isn't arguing with the fact that Sky and BT get to call the shots. It's mm. that... If they look at what they're saying is value about the package, then it's about quality players being ready to play football. Mm. And if they're not ready to play football, then by definition, the quality of the product goes down. That is a good point. Yeah, yeah. So that's not a kind of boo-hoo. I'll agree we've with took, We've took you yeah. this one, yeah. But well, it, it does seem like the, a lot of the fixtures just uh, seem to get switched around with the use of a dartboard and, and a blindfold because why, why were Brighton <laughs> playing at Arsenal at midday on a Sunday? Yeah. Where, where's that come why, from? Why midday? But I mean, like you, and you were saying you know, before we came here on, on the way over to the to the studio that that um, it used to be those kind of holiday fixtures were about the team most local to you, which makes sense. So you could you could have a North London derby on Christmas Eve because everyone's going to be home before mm. tea. Oh God, imagine that. No, I mean, I'm not, I'm Car- not getting- <laughs> carnage. <laughs> <laughs> All day drinking. Yeah. Kick off oh my oh. God, yes. But but that would make more sense, wouldn't it? it? Yeah, it's it, certainly in a logistical you could justify sense. it to some extent, mm. or preferably not Tottenham, but someone else from yeah. London. Uh, but Liverpool is just—it's just crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, it's a long way away. I would say Liverpool fans should boycott it, but then, yeah. you know they probably look. That's probably one of the games that they look forward to coming to. Mm. Uh, what was the, what was that game happening in Italy a few years ago, where they stayed out of the stadium till half time, and then they all came in? Oh, I don't know. Either did that or Arsenal are trying to organise kind of, those yeah, kind of things all the time but they're always like really bizarre like 17 that, minutes that into the favorite, game that was one of the few things I enjoyed about the Arsenal Chelsea uh, the Chelsea Arsenal game the other week was singing Where Were You on Thursday night that was, uh, was a wonderful moment was that, were you referring to Cologne <laughs> I am referring oh, to Cologne yeah I wasn't there <laughs> neither were most of your friends it would appear yeah so uh, on West Brom were suffered the ignominy of uh, of a 95th minute equaliser it's safe to say that that kind of goal is is as good as a win and as bad as a loss, isn't it? Definitely, definitely. Yep. The, the thing I love most about football is that one where you go away and you're absolutely under the cosh for 90 minutes and then the 92nd minute you nick a one-goal lead that's blatantly offside and you win the game. That's it. <laughs> happy. That sounds like free-form jazz yeah. <laughs> in football form. It is, yeah. <laughs> You know, it's the fact it's unwarranted. You don't deserve it, and you still do it. And it was probably offside. Just brilliant. Have you got a memory of a, of, a, of a Chelsea of a Chelsea injury time winner equaliser? Uh, I've, I've got whole, well, actually, dear. no, it's not a Chelsea one. I've got two Oxford ones. Go there on. was uh, Oxford versus Derby on my birthday in sometime in the nineties. Mm. They were just destroying us. We had Paul Reese, our new very tiny keeper, kept everything out, and in the last minute, John Dernin, ooh, Johnny Lager went up the other end, slotted home, brilliant. Um, and the brilliant, the other brilliant was the time Oxford beat Portsmouth five uh, four. Uh, was it five four? Yeah, five four. Uh, the Manor, mm. uh, and we scored. The referee said some of those twenty seconds left, mm. and they kicked off, and we hoofed the ball down to a blatantly offside Chris Allen, who stopped it. Home. It was just perfect. Referee, you, referee couldn't keep up, presumably. Yeah, probably. By that yeah, point. Yeah. What about you, Sam? Anything? Any Arsenal last minute spring to mind for you? It's not such a last minute, but it is a bit of a classic stealing stealing the game uh, after extra time is the 2005 Cup Final. Nil-nil, full time. Yeah. Nil-nil, extra time. 
Noel playing up front for us, well, Dennis Bergkamp, token player up front for us. Yeah. There's no, no one really that day. And then we went on penalties, goals he missed and Vieira scored. <laughs> It's nice to call Dennis Bergkamp a token player, isn't it? Well, he was by then. Berge, he was a bit rusty. <laughs> he wasn't leading the line, put no, it that way, no, at that age. No. But, um, at, the, at the other end of the quality scale, we had, uh, we had the sight of Peter Crouch getting a, uh, a winner off the bench. I mean, him. it's God kind of like you can... Sometimes you forget some players are still active oh, I, and, and that they've I, never I love, actually... I love like, Peter Crouch. He was, I he was, love him. number of times I've seen him come on and score against Arsenal. He's, he's the sort of guy who's... He, you know, he doesn't have to spend long on the pitch. He actually got really good. Sort yeah, of version everything's right. And you can't talk about it without saying for a big fella. You can't say in a great touch for a big lad. You've well, got to say, say it every why, time. Why we are so obsessed with the fact that anybody gangly must be shit. I know. Yeah. Uh, but it, he's, he's worth it just for that thing about when someone said, you know, what would you be if you hadn't been a professional footballer? And he said, a virgin. I mean, he's worth it. Well, I don't know if you know, he's, he's took to Twitter these days. Yeah, and he's, and he's winning it quite he's, a lot. He's quite amazing. There was a story that, recently about robots taking over, mm. and uh, there was a it was big. Guardian article about artificial intelligence and robots, and uh, and Peter Crouch said he hadn't danced for ages. As a tweet, <laughs> you're like Peter, you're in your own little bubble here. Yeah, he is. I know. God bless him. I, I, and, and it's tough for him being a sub though, because when whenever he's like at the Emirates warming up, which seems to be every season mm-hmm. with a different club, yeah, um, everyone's just shouting him to sit down and get out of the way. I can't yeah, see, can't yeah. see a fucking thing on the pitch. Can you get- that's a good. That's a good heckle. Get out the way! I can't see. Can't bloody see you, freak. <laughs> Sit down. Freak is. We used to have a player at Oxford. What's his name? I can't remember his name, but he was like six foot seven or something, mm. and uh, played weirdly enough at Chelsea one time in the mm. league in the cup, and he was described as when he ran, it was like scaffold falling over in the wind. <laughs> Now, at um, at Arsenal this week, it was designated um, Arsenal for Everybody, which is... uh, is, I was surprised to learn it's an initiative that's been going since 2008. Yeah. Um, There was a Gay Gooners game of football against their Brighton counterparts... With Matt Lucas making a guest appearance. That's right. There, yeah, yeah. We've there's been a Gay Gooners banner uh, in the ground for quite a few years now. Yeah. Um, And um, Matt Lucas came on Brighton. I don't know. Mental health football groups were present. Right. uh, Yeah. Our mascot was a little kid in a electric wheelchair. Yeah. Um, And Wenger said that you know he said he said he sometimes feels like he's preaching in a desert is the way he described it. He says when you listen to some people, it's only about winning. On only about buying, but for him, football is also about values. And he said, for the 21 years he's been at Arsenal, he said that's what one of the things that he's most proud of. Is it? Is is it something? Is is being inclusive a thing that's important to Premier League clubs to further? Is it? Is it the part of their role in 2017? Yes. In what sense? In what sense is, is it important for football clubs to to make that effort? Uh, I think. It's hard sometimes to look back and think how much football clubs have changed and the atmosphere in stadiums has changed. Um, I'm but a spring chicken, but old enough to remember... You're a good vintage I'm for a that good spring vintage, chicken. Yeah, to remember the days when Everton had never had a black player. Yes. When people used to throw bananas on pitches and stuff like that. Did you ever see bananas being thrown on a pitch? Uh, no, I didn't. I did. Did you? In right. Brighton. Yeah. Uh, Oh, they went ballistic. I couldn't believe how angry it made me feel. It's 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 shocking to look I mean so that's sort of mid nineties. It's shocking then, but to look back on it now, it's unbelievable mm. that you could have a team that would throw bananas, do monkey chances, never had a black player, all these things. I'm not picking on Everton, I'm saying there's lots of this sort of stuff going on. It is unbelievable. And partly it was the work of clubs changing the atmosphere on terraces. 
mm. uh, to get these things right. Now, I sometimes it gets a bit much when they oh you can't chant this and you can't chant that and you think are they going to take the atmosphere away from us? But then you think I'm sure people said that about racist chanting back in the eighties and stuff like that. Mm. So. No, I think clubs have got a lot to do about it. Uh, Arsenal were definitely warned about uh, homophobic chanting because they had been at Brighton supporters before, mm. but there was not a hint of it, not a mention at all. Some people I know, you know, there's a guy I know who's online, he's got a very big presence in a very old school football way, and he's mm. like, oh, you're killing the game, sending out a text number to grass up people if you're here. Mm. homophobic but um, I'm sure he said the same thing about racist comments and do you know I haven't heard a racist I think, I think he's a bit of a cartoon a character I'm not sure he really means it yeah probably um, yeah there, there, there really isn't like the, 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 there isn't fun to be had for everyone from racist homophobic sexist sort of chants anymore no. it's sort or of like, even a lot of the sort of out of out of order stuff which you get which is none of those but still a really offensive stuff mm. like you know Adebay or and the coach crash and things like that. Mm. You still hear all that, and, and you do realise actually there's a line, and I don't. Mm. They, no matter who they are, with maybe one or two exceptions, you don't really want to go over that line. They, you know, leave them alone. And it is very much a modern phenomenon because I think that while, while attitudes may well have been in the fifties, fifties and sixties football fans weren't doing this. It wasn't. It wasn't as. I mean, the, the diversity wasn't there either. Mm. There was a bit of a mono, there was more of a monoculture, but the aggression and the distasteful stuff that goes on now wasn't yeah. part of the game. Yeah. wasn't part yeah. of it. It's something I spoke to my dad about just to sort of get a sense of, you know, how, how it's changed from his point of view. And he's like, "You wanted to beat them, <laughs> but you didn't want to, you didn't want them to die." Yeah, you know, it's yeah. kind of like it's a. Well, it's, it's like the percentage of people who go to a game now wanting a punch up is sort of obviously you know a fraction of what it used to be. Mm. Uh, although there, there's a lot of handbags still, mm. given the chance. Yeah. Um, Spurs, but I thought it should Spurs be. games are probably uh, an exception because people really do start but um, the rest of the time yeah it's handbags and why not it is yeah I see a lot of handbags I mean I don't think there's any I was thinking about this the other day which teams I really hate these days I mean there's well there's Swindon obviously because everyone hates Swindon Giles uh, I think you might be alone there. I think yeah. might be alone. I'm not uh, sure you're going to get a wave of support for that yeah, one yeah everyone hates Swindon um, and I don't know who I really <clears throat> really hate beyond that these days Whoever Mourinho's managing, usually. Yeah, there's a lot of teams I dislike, mm-hmm. but that, that idea of kind of tribal hatred is slight, I just find it slightly less these days. Depends who you know supports that team, really. That's a lot to do with it. You're absolutely right. It's personal yeah. more often than uh, Yeah, real. that's true. There's that's several... diluted me more, though. You see, I've kind of, you know, you come, you come to that London <laughs> and you meet people who support more teams and you go... Oh, I don't hate them as much anymore. No, I, I've, I've, no, I've spoken to people. I, I'm going with Simon. So there's plenty of teams actually that I kind of dislike just purely because someone I don't really like supports them. Yeah, no, that's that's those, that's yeah. the other reason. Well, I'm going the other way. It's like I've met more people that I like now, yeah. and I've met more people that support different yeah. teams. You know, when you're in, you'll, you'll get as you get older, you'll get it. You'll start hating more people. Then even, but then even when you're really good friends with somebody, if their team beats yours, it hurts more. Oh, I can't stand. Oh no, that, no, that that kind of that kind of needle still exists. I think if it's someone you're not really bothered about, then. I don't really care what you think anyway, but knowing that your friend, like my, I've got lots of friends who support Liverpool and just yeah. knowing that one of them was at Anfield that day and then next day she came around my house, she didn't say a word about it and she knew she didn't need to. Well, that's the fun, isn't it? I mean, I used to work with a big... <laughs> you're, getting, you're getting your head n- n- done in by subtext. <laughs> she goes, well, she just said, I know what football's like, I'm not going to say anything. True. No, that's, that's actually good, yeah. So I used, to work, I used to work with a big Liverpool fan right next to each other and it was just, it became the most important games the two games of the year mm. were those two you're getting in and finding out he had changed my screensaver to liverpool it was just Ooh. oh god just if they beat us it was the worst 
Ah, just the worst by miles. Now there's no uh, there's no whistleblowers next week because we're uh, we're taking the uh, international break, oh, God, which international we're all overjoyed football. about, aren't we? Oh, the the so interlol, as it's referred to in some football. parts. So normal football doesn't resume for a fortnight. But again, oh. again, a second international yes, break. It's only yeah. seven, seven Still games in single in. figures yeah. for the season. Yeah. So we're, we're clearly not as enthused. Who as, are we playing as, this no. week? Jersey. Oh. We're playing. We've, we've got Channel Slo- Islands. It's just pointless. We've isn't got it? Slovenia Absolutely. at Wembley. I can't even tell if they're, they're friendlies or they mean anything anymore. Does this one mean anything? We're yeah, twi- yeah. These are qualifiers. But these. we're on twenty points. We can't. We're, we're going to win all of them, yeah. and then when we get to the, we get there, we'll get battered. Cares. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, Giles, what would you do to um, to jazz up the international breaks uh, and these qualifiers? How would you make well, it more exciting? Well, it's got, something's got to be done because it's just deathly dull. And I mean, I, I like the idea of international football I've been to a few games away um, and we're going to uh, P- uh, Poland England it was a brilliant game brilliant game I had mm. such a laugh doing it but it's just so dull because there's too many teams now and it's just rubbish and people don't seem to care and I used to, I used to generally look forward to going around the pub and watching international games mm. now no, don't bother don't bother um, do you know what I'd do I would I would scrap it completely and bring it back and do it like jury service I would send random <laughs> letters out to people, right, in the and country. Say your country's got to take part. No, no, and say you're representing your country. Choose what they they choose twelve people to be on jury service. I'd choose. Oh, a seat from the Premier League. You get, no, no, just eleven people from the country. Well, actually, twenty because he wants. Some so subs. we've got a fighting chance sat here in this room. Everyone, it's like the lottery. So it could be you and that large woman who does the cleaning. Simon, can you see any flaws in this plan? There's none. Well, I can't see any flaws. I think maybe to, maybe maybe. Converting it to, to amateur no, would no, be no, fine. No. Everybody. Amateur would be fine. Can you imagine going to work and going, what happened the weekend? I got called up. I'm playing for England. Yeah, it'd be brilliant. You'd get there, whoever against. Fat bloke from the butchers. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> Not if I was playing, it wouldn't. But exactly. You, who knows? It's complete lottery. Who are you going to get? Somebody brilliant, somebody terrible. But everyone self-employed wouldn't do it, just like jury service. Oh, you so would do it. She'd only get people pays you, wouldn't You would do it. You would absolutely <laughs> do it. Would, would you watch it? Yeah. Be like it's a knockout. It's amazing. Yeah. They'll all be by uh, after half an hour. They'll all be on their knees. I am seeing nothing bad about this. Yeah. As uh, as have Chelsea got any any players they've got to worry about going away this this international break? Oh, almost certainly. Um, Eden Hazard will probably go away and get hacked down to the. Because they got again. three Belgians, aren't you? Yeah, yeah I, could, I was looking at you. Got one Brazilian, there's, but there's the Belgians G-tron. everywhere. I don't mm. wish to sound suspicious, but there are Belgians everywhere. Um, all teams are going to get done. The Belgians go. Benteke. Uh, Kevin De Bruyne who have you got at Arsenal he's Belgian you've probably got someone haven't you actually no we oh. had Vermaelen for a while oh ok this could be your I was one say chance. for Arsenal you've only really got Ospina going away haven't you that's the kind of travelling furthest I don't know uh, Chile playing yeah Sanchez then oh of course yeah 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 Oof, him Ozil's been dropped by Germany as he has by Arsenal Oh, he's not injured. This is this is a proper because uh, I read I read Wenger confirms that Ozil's little done. niggle is very close, but he's not. Is that back. the back the same as the back injury that Coutinho had? Yeah. All sorts of things. Yeah, <laughs> that was amazing, wasn't it? When all the players who looked like they might be moving all suddenly got injured. It was it was very, it was very weird. I Sanchez said that was ab- abdo- well, abdominal strain. That was weird when he played at Liverpool, though. But the in that bank holiday weekend where it wasn't sure he'd stay and you were like, That's, this is all surreal. That was The other thing about that game actually was that was like a, a, a ta- the worst tactical mess I've ever seen Wenger playing actually as well. Like our, our right back was playing left back. We had Oxlade Chamberlain playing right back and yeah. it, was all, it was a completely messed up team. So he hasn't repeated that either, which probably helped. But um, yeah, and then Sanchez on the bench, Lacazette on the bench, 
Kolasinac on the bench. It just seemed like a really provocatively bad selection. Mm. Uh, I don't know. It was him and Klopp had a handshake on that or something. I think so. I think yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. Because it's never been repeated either way, you know. True that. But True. anyway, yes, so Sanchez could be flying 12,000 miles. Yeah, because that's, that's that city. The big thing for Liverpool is you've you got two Brazilians who are going miles. <clears throat> but it is a fortnight, I suppose. So Yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah, because we've got no football now until 14th. the 14th. Yeah. Mm. And just looking forward there, before we conclude the show, I suppose there is only... And I, I ask this just because, obviously, now that we support the teams, it's Liverpool versus Manchester United mm. uh, that weekend. Does that resonate with you as not as not fans of either team? Or do you just hope 10 people get red cards? And I, I, I hope that it's nil-nil and then both teams are disbanded for financial irregularity. That's my... So you feel crossed. the rivalry then? <laughs> no, I just can't stand either of them. Personally. I just like to see anyone beat Man United. I like to yeah. see anyone score against Man United, yeah. let alone beat them. Because it's a strong. I mean, I mean, it's it's hard for me to see it, but I, I get I get the impression when you when you when you step back from like the narrative that Sky and BT like to give you mm. that this is the big game in England because they're not local. The local rivals no, are not. I don't, I don't. I don't care about that side. No, I absolutely don't care about that side. I just care about them. I, I just don't like either of them, and, and there's no good result apart from a draw and loads of people sent off and injured, as you said, for me. But especially as Man you are doing so well, then you want the team lower down to do better, don't you? So I'm definitely with Liverpool on that. Oh, no, I want both of them to do badly, but I can't work they out what's going to happen. <laughs> well, they can. They can draw and get loads of, uh, loads of people sent off. That never happens. Nine people aside sent off. Broken legs. Yes, please. Yeah, broken legs. Brilliant. That's my idea. Result. Now, Chelsea, when the fixtures get back to normal, mm-hmm. are, uh, have got the big journey to Palace. Mm-hmm. Are you going to be the team that lets Palace score a goal this season? Almost certainly. Almost certainly. <laughs> Is the Shadow Freud going to be a, we on have Chelsea's a, head? We have a horrible <laughs> habit of letting Palace beat us. I think this is largely because uh, Simon Kearney, who's a, you know Simon Kearney, he's a strange dwarf-like man. He produced my first film. He's a huge Palace fan. Okay. Uh, and I think Palace just wins so he can text me really offensive things. That's why. So, yeah, almost certainly. You shouldn't certainly. gloat. But then I guess Pooh doesn't get that many opportunities. No, he doesn't, no. They're a shower, aren't they, at the moment, Palace? They really are. Now, you're, you're Arsenal are away at Watford. High-flying Watford, total but football I quite Watford. like them. I is that... Is, I mean, it's it's not a derby as such, is it? But it's it's local enough. Because it's not the tube line, It's local it? enough that I'd like to get an away ticket to that because it really would be quite a nice little medium-sized trip. Can I say, it's one of my favourite ever games is going to Watford away years ago when they had a Mr. bloke in a Mr. Blobby suit at half-time running up and down the pitch and they released, uh, they had a police dog. The police dog broke free and ran out and grabbed Mr. Blobby by the arm and pulled him down. Entire stadium couldn't stop laughing. It was brilliant. Scripted. More half-time it's entertainment like scripted. that. That's what I want. Sorry, well, I think that's where we should probably... We can't beat that, I don't <laughs> think. So I think we'll bring us both so close. Thank you, Simon. Thank, Thank you. you, Giles. Thank you very much. Cheers. This is a Playback Media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at thewhistleblowers.net. The Whistleblowers is back for the season by Labrooks. Sports Social Podcast Network.